0: I'm back for Jeff MacArthur. I'm Arlene Bunn and we've been uh, talking about those who are helping, those who are shutting down. We're going to bring you the latest on this emergency situation that's been called in the province of Ontario. All eyes on any announcement, and they're coming down fast and furious, as we know as our life changes in Canada and we watch how it's changing around the world. But one of the mantras certainly for me today has been the front lines. Let's find out what is happening in the ICUs in the city of Toronto and how they're viewing not just what's happening here, but what's happening around the world. Michael Warner is joining me, head of ICU at Michael Garron hospital in Toronto. Michael, welcome.
1: Thank you. I'm here.
0: I'm so glad we have you. Michael, lots of shout-outs to the frontline workers here. What is the situation like in ICU in the city of Toronto? How prepared are you and how concerned are you?
1: So maybe I'll start with your last question. I'm extremely concerned. This is a very serious situation. This is not a drill. This is happening, and it's happening here in Toronto, in Ontario, in Canada right now. There are patients with COVID 19 in hospitals uh, in this province. And I'm very concerned that the situation will become worse and that our healthcare resources will be under extreme pressure.
0: How much can we take? You know, how much of an increase before we get to a tipping point, a breaking point, whatever we want to call it?
1: Well, I can tell you the healthcare workers and the teams that support them are definitely committed to doing everything we can to get our fellow citizens through this. We've been preparing for weeks, and in some cases months, but healthcare resources are finite. There are a limited number of doctors, nurses, porters, cleaning staff, beds, ventilators, medications, et cetera. If we get into a situation like they have in Northern Italy, the healthcare system will collapse, which is why I've you know, used my platform to promote social distancing as the main thing the average citizen can do to save each other from this. And and that's what I really want to emphasize. This is a community effort, not an individual effort. We have to do this for each other, and we're not going to see the benefit of it. You're not going to see the impact of your individual social distancing practice right away. In fact, people may die as you are doing it, but it doesn't mean it isn't working. You have to continue to do it without any type of shortcuts. It has to be complete. It has to be universal. It has to be coast to coast.
0: What about within the units themselves? We're hearing reports that ventilators are needed. Are you equipped, and do you know about other ICUs?
1: The, uh, the ICU directors of which I'm one in the city, mm-hmm. the province are in constant communication. We know how many ventilators we have. We know where extras are kept. We have the resources in the operating rooms available to us. Each operating room has a ventilator, which is typically used for patients who require surgery. But as you may know, elective surgeries have been cancelled and we're only doing emergency surgery. So we do have increased capacity, but what we can't create are more doctors or nurses And in particular, if we become sick or quarantined or just too run down to work, that's where things get difficult. And then all the people that support us are just as important as we are. And um, so it really depends on how hard this hits us and how quickly it hits us, whether we'll be able to get through the the coming storm.
0: You know, you were talking about we won't see the results for some time. You know, we've been looking at these arcs and graphs here. What can we expect? Is it going to get worse And before it gets better? Definitely.
1: I think it really depends on the degree of community spread that we already have in Canada. There's definitely community spread in Canada. I want to be unequivocal with that, despite mm-hmm. what other people may have said or not completely said. It is, there is community spread. That means that there are patients who have this who did not, there's no straight line relationship between them and a travel history. Unfortunately, we don't know how many people in Canada have this because we're limited by testing. And our situation in Canada is much better than it is in the United States, but it's still inadequate. And I know the powers that be are really focusing on getting as many people tested as as possible. Only once we test and know the burden of disease in the community can we then protect unaffected members of the community from the people who are infected through self isolation so testing is key and that's where the focus should be today however we need to plan for an impending healthcare disaster you know that could be just around the corner if this gets out of control
0: what do you think when you talk about testing? There are people who are listening and, you know, let's face it, the flu is normal this time of year, so are colds. But everybody is asking themselves a question. Do I have the symptoms? What should I do? How can I move quickly to protect myself and anyone? I may have had something to do. When, in your opinion, should people decide to get testing?
1: Yeah, so so I'm, I'm not going to give medical advice over mm-hmm. the phone. What I would direct people to is the resources of public health I can say that most people who get this will have very mild illness. There are some who will get this and not even know they have it, which is the scary thing for me okay. because I could have somebody, you know, walking through uh, the hospital or the ICU, which, to be honest, have restricted their visiting policies, um, un- un- unknowingly infected by COVID-19 and, and infect others. So there are people who have very mild symptoms. You know, If you're ever sick and can't breathe, calling 911 is always appropriate. I, I heard that D- uh, Premier Ford is going to be funding 25 new assessment centers mm-hmm. in the province, which I think is essential, and uh, those are the best places for the walking well to get tested. Uh, I've also heard that, you know, tests are limited, so uh, each assessment center will be making decisions about who they test based on how uh, the the history of the patient, how risky that history is in terms of actually having a positive result. Because, you know, having a bunch of negative results, it might be helpful to the individual, but we really want to find the positive cases.
0: You know, you were mentioning what is happening in the United States of America. Lots of Canadians coming back from there. They have relatives there. They have friends there now coming back across the border. We know that the White House administration has changed its tone and tune in the last 24 hours. But they're so far behind in testing. How much of a concern from a medical point of view, in your opinion, is this?
1: I think the situation in the United States may be the biggest risk to Canada, Uh, They are eons behind. I had tested more patients in my hospital than they had in their entire country a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I'm not going to get into politics, but they need to pick up the pace and fast. Uh, You know, the economies of our two countries are completely intertwined. So, uh, you know, there's some political decisions that are being made. But I think healthcare decisions should trump everything. And um, I think what may be perceived as draconian measures now, in in retrospect, will be seen as decisions that should have been made earlier. Uh, the United States is 50 different statewide healthcare systems. We need a universal, really global approach to this disease because it doesn't respect borders. And that's why in Canada, I'm calling for. Unanimity across provinces in terms of what social isolation means, social d- d- distancing means, rather, and uh, how it's enforced. Because it, just because there aren't cases in none of it doesn't mean that there won't be, and just because there are more cases in province A versus province B means nothing because the testing has not been equivalent across the nation. So this is a global disease, and it's definitely a national disease, and a piecemeal approach will fail.
0: Does this surprise you? We know lots of medical authorities and those in public health. They've been warning about this and looking at it for years, but it never happened to this degree. Michael, what are you thinking from a professional point of view as you see what is happening with this virus?
1: Well, I have a lot of respect for the public health officials who are definitely working hard and for the politicians who are informed by them. I do think they're doing their best, but um, you know, SARS is not necessarily um, – you know. The same as what we're experiencing now. SARS was a hospital based disease. This is a community based disease, very similar to influenza. And as someone who had influenza myself this year, uh, it's an extremely, extremely um, dangerous and serious disease and one that um, some people don't take seriously. Please, everyone, get your flu shot. That's my plug. Uh, but because it's a community-based disease, it means that this is very difficult to control and very difficult to plan for because we don't have a flu shot. We don't have a treatment like Tamiflu, and there's no immunity within the community. So I think it will be difficult for people to know in January that we would be here in March based on what was happening in China. However, what I feel is that based on what has happened in Italy recently, it was very clear to us on the front line what could happen in Canada. So that was the inflection point for me. Once people started dying in Italy, it became very clear that if this reaches exponential growth in Canada, we could be in major trouble.
0: And here we are right now. Michael Warner, thank you for your words of caution. Thank you for being on the front lines. Thank you for joining us today.
1: My pleasure. Take care.
0: Michael Warner is head of ICU at Michael Guerin Hospital in Toronto. There you go. As he said, this is not a drill.